When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here. We're back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. This week, we are interviewing Philip Mandelbaum, a 20-year industry veteran and thought leader focused on digital marketing, customer experience, and employee experience. And specifically today, we are going to be hitting on that employee experience. It's important what's happening on the inside with your employees is going to be felt on the outside by your customers. Before we get into that, a couple of important announcements. First, I want to thank our sponsor, and that is Text Expander. Great productivity tool. If you've been listening to the show for the last couple of months, you know what they do. Basically, you take text that you would type again and again and again, you save it, and with a couple of quick little keystrokes, like a little code, it'll automatically populate anywhere you want it. Uh, we love it here in the office. We save hours of time, and we'll tell you more about that at the break. If you've heard the show before, you also know we talk about uh, how to reach me and how to answer, how I will answer questions. If you've got a question, please send it in through any of the social media channels. If you've got a story that you want to share, let me know what it is. I'll either answer the question right there in the social channel. And by the way, use the hashtag AskShep if it is a question. I'll answer it on this show. I'll answer it in my newsletter or maybe my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home. And you can catch episodes on Amazon Prime, uh, Apple TV, Roku, and you can go to beamazing.tv. That's beamazing.tv, and you can see all the episodes there. All right, let's jump into the interview. Phil, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Um, obviously, I've heard a lot about you. I've been following the things you've been doing um, over the past few years, we'll say. And so, yeah, it's an honor, man. You're, you're very kind. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Yeah. So my first podcast was in 2014. And since that time, I've been uh, doing them at least once a week, never missed a week, knock on wood. And hopefully that will continue for decades in the future, or at least until Incredible. I uh, run out of relevant things to say or relevant people to interview. So. <laughs> Impossible. The, the The world is always changing. The, the market's always changing. And the people leading are always changing. So I think you'll be doing this forever. Well, I hope so. Uh, so here's the background. We all know in the short introduction, you're a digital marketing exec and you have a passion for customer service and experience. You're, you are the head of content for Customer Engagement Insider. And today's topic, we're going to focus on the employee experience and how it drives a great customer experience. And to your point, happy employees provide better service. I couldn't agree more. Uh, yeah. without, without good people, you can't have great service. So let's just start there. If there's any specific things you want to get the conversation started with, I'm all ears and let's just go. 
Sure. I mean, there's a million directions we can take this. Um, certainly, diversity, equity, and inclusion are of great importance to me and um, are very in, uh, relevant to the success of the business internally, which obviously translates to customer and uh, success, um, which is why it's become cliche almost at this point to say, um, employee experience is the new customer experience. But obviously, it goes beyond um, a diverse and included um, and equitable workforce. It also is company culture. It's also how people are trained, um, how they're promoted, um, how every how the office is set up, you know, down to the architecture and interior design, or if you're fully remote, um, you know, or some hybrid version of that. Um, all of it plays into the way that people uh, think about the brand internally, which directly translates into how people think about it externally. Wow. So I, basically, with all of these ideas that you just shared, we could be together for the next six and a half hours. Absolutely. <laughs> but but we won't. I promise yeah. we're going to do 20, 25 minutes like usual. And and this is great. Let's start with the DEI concept, because sure. uh People say, well, how does that impact the the employee experience? And here's my thought. And tell me if I'm right or wrong. I'd love to get your take on this. We need to be inclusive. We need to make everybody feel important. And, and there's nobody that should be felt inferior due to whatever their background, race, religion, color, whatever it is. They shouldn't be made to feel that way because here in my mind, one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. And it's not that that person is a bad apple. It's that they're being treated like that. Mm -hmm. And therefore, uh, the way they react, uh, it could be uh, they they might be defensive. They could become intimidated. They could actually flip it around and become aggressive as a result of that, which would hurt and disrupt others around them. Any thoughts? Any uh, Agree? Disagree? When I add yeah, to it? I mean, there's there's certainly there's truth to what you to what you're saying. That is the worst possible outcome. Right. Um, and and obviously, if one employee feels that way, the likelihood is is far greater that there are more than there's more than one employee who feels that way. Right. Um, and but I look at it almost in the other, you know, from the other perspective. And I think you know, you going in that direction in like intrinsically says it says a lot about how much more work we all need to do to incorporate this into our actual business strategy. Um, it's not about as much about avoiding problems as it is leveraging the benefits of what a truly diverse and inclusive organization um feels like, looks like, and is and is, and is capable of. Um Studies have shown that companies devoted to DEI actually earn 140% more revenue. Um, they're 70% more likely to capture a new market and 35% more likely to outperform their competitors. Um, and, and that is for a variety of, of reasons. Um, but when you have a diverse and equitable workforce you i mean it's almost common sense when you when you start to hear about it and when it's working correctly it's like oh yeah of course why wouldn't it work better if we have perspectives from different countries different backgrounds um you know different upbringings and mindsets um and that's why companies that don't just like address 
bias, um, you know, after it happens, you know, organizations that embrace this and and get in front of it and use it to their benefit um, are the ones who actually see those those numbers that we talked about, those improvements in bottom line and things like that. I think it's so important that yeah, on the inside of the organization, people feel good about who they work for and they know that they're accepted, they're included, that everybody's being taken care of the right way. From the outside, I believe the customers can see this is happening internally as well. And this may be very important to them that they deal with businesses that are uh, focused on diversity, equity, inclusion, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I gotta tell you, I don't know if this really plays a part in it or not, but I just wrote an article. It's not quite out yet. I think it's going to actually come out in the next week or two. It might come out before the episode uh, we're doing today airs. There's a gentleman named Richard, and I'm not probably not going to pronounce his name properly. It's it's uh, Montanes, uh, and he started as a janitor at the Frito Lay plant in California. And the short version of the story is one day he was listening at a town hall meeting where the CEO of Frito-Lay addressed every employee and said, you need to act like an owner. I want you to take ownership in what you do. Be the best at what you do. And he took that to heart. And here's a Hispanic guy uh, working as a janitor and, you know, obviously comes from a great background of value-based parenting and grandparenting because he talked about his grandparents, uh, his grandfather's uh you know, telling him, you're going to be a janitor. You be so good that people are willing to eat their food off the floor. You know, it's like, you know, mm -hmm. that hard work ethic, right? But he went more than that. He decided to start learning about other areas within the company. And he asked to go on a drive with a salesperson one day. And in the drive, he noticed that Frito-Lays had Fritos and Cheetos and whatever their, you know, snacks are. And he's in a Hispanic market and there's nothing that's spicy, so he took the product, he went home and he just started, you know, putting spices on it and seeing how it tasted. And he liked it. And he had, I guess, uh, I, I want to say the gumption, the uh, confidence to approach the CEO and said, I've been thinking a lot about what you said and, and I, I'm taking it to heart. I think you need to look at this product that we've had a little differently. Somehow or another, he got invited to the boardroom with a bunch of leaders and he let everybody try it. And the CEO takes him. He says, you're coming with me. Mm -hmm. And uh, the job he had until I, I don't believe he's with them anymore, but I'm looking at my notes here. Uh, he became VP of multicultural sales for PepsiCo America, which is a holding company for real. <laughs> what a job. And yep. here's what they did. They embraced his uniqueness, his diversity, his ethnicity, and they 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 exploited it for good. I mean, isn't that a great story? It is. And and I think, you know, the key point is that we typically when we're recruiting, um, looking for top talent, we keep going back to the same networks. We keep going back to the same universities and we're missing these people. There are diamonds in the rough, so to speak, everywhere. Um, and that's why we have to improve our recruitment efforts. But it goes beyond that, too, because once that's where you get diversity by figuring out a better way to recruit top talent from various populations. But that unto itself isn't the solution because 
a lot of people in diverse workforces report being discriminated against. Um, according to my latest research, nearly two thirds of workers have experienced bias in the workplace in the last year. Um, 40% almost experience it at least once a month. So that's where wow. the inclusive part comes in. Um, and more than half of all workers still believe their company needs to improve diversity. And more than three quarters are actively seeking out companies distinguished for their diversity. Um, of course, that can be used for good or bad. If you are, if you are taking advantage of the, uh, like it, it's, I see in examples of this in in school all the time. Listening to my kids, um, you know, my kids are uh, half Dominican, half Jewish. Um, our, my darker skin child is is called upon to speak for Hispanic people. That's not the right way to do it. And there, and so you have and, to. Be and by the way, is he being called upon just because of the color of his skin? Yes. Yeah. And and I mean, perhaps their knowledge that she's half Dominican, but like it doesn't matter. That's not that's not the right way to do it. To you don't just think about being called upon for something that like you really had no control over and having to present to a bunch of people about why you're different than them without choosing to do that or or even being prepared to do that that's what doing diversity wrong looks like um well, you know interesting. i i wrote a book yeah. uh, a, a number of years ago and i've talked about this on the on the show we want to create a culture of fun F-U-N, not party fun, have a great time fun, but F-U-N stands for fulfillment, you're satisfied with your job, mm -hmm. uniqueness, and being excited about what's next. Now, you, the uniqueness part is what we're talking about right here. Sure. Your daughter had a unique look about her, a unique background, being from the Dominican, and therefore, there was an assumption that was made. Right. And, um, and, and I hate that the assumption is made. And by the way, the people who made the assumption probably didn't consciously do it for any reason other than it just looks like the right thing to do, even if it isn't. 100%. So that's part of what it is, this awareness. You yeah. don't have to be malicious and and uh, you know purposeful about your lack of diversity and inclusion uh to be uh you know to be i guess what's the word i'm aware to, to be caught in the situation where you are but right. to the point uniqueness if if i have a group of employees and only one of them speaks spanish and i have a customer that calls me if i go to my employees and say hey we got a customer that speaks spanish would you like to talk to them i think that person's going to feel good about taking their uniqueness and exploiting it, but you have to approach them the right way. Don't you? Yes, absolutely. And it's not. And, and, and the other part of it is let's put those people in leadership positions. And that's where the equity comes in. It's not enough to um, make them feel included, but not allow them opportunities to advance. Right. At the, that, you know, the same as anyone else. A person right, is a exactly. person is a person, qualified people, regardless of whatever they're, you know, all and, the different. And, and I hate, you know, but, you know, I, I don't mean to correct you, of course, but like, but there, for the sake of clarity, there is a difference between equality and equity. What you're talking about is more equality, where everyone should be equal, irrespective of their backgrounds. And fundamentally, we should all be able to agree with that, right? Like, that makes right. sense. Equity, though, is actually taking into account 
historical injustices, the fact that certain populations need more than others to make it to get us to that point where we might be, you know, said equal. Um, And so it's actually going out of your way to improve how you, um, you know, move certain populations up through the organization. And the proof is in the pudding in that story that you told. Um, because when you're not looking, Actually, it's in the Cheetos, not exactly, the exactly. <laughs> the proof is in the spicy Cheetos, which my daughters love shockingly. Right. Uh, <laughs> it took someone who knew that population to deliver that for that brand. Yep. Love it. Hey, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, um, I'm going to, I don't know if you know it or not, but Herb Kelleher, the, uh, CEO of Southwest airlines many years ago, the first CEO He had a line that I want to share with you that I think sets up the idea for happy employees uh, engaging better with customers. We're going to take a short break. We're talking with Phil Mandelbaum, and he is a 20-year veteran in the space of digital marketing, but obviously a passion for taking care of employees the right way. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Let's talk about Text Expander, a tool that allows your team to eliminate repetitive typing with just a few keystrokes. Anything you type over and over, such as customer responses, will be at your team's fingertips so they have the power to do what they do best, just faster. Quickly reply to emails and chats from a library of responses that you create, completing answers to common questions and issues. Your entire team stays on the same page with the same common responses that can be personalized on the fly. And... It's simple to use. Type commonly used content into a text expander snippet and give it an abbreviation of just a few letters and symbols. Share the snippet with the team. When you type the abbreviation, it triggers a snippet and the content expands anywhere you type, including email, chat, or social media. It's that easy. Just go to www.textexpander.com to learn more about this amazing and productive tool. Sign up for a year and get 20% off. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Phil Mandelbaum, and I love this conversation. And actually, what I really appreciate is that you, I mean, I, I can't say you called me out, but you gave me some clarity on the idea that it's one thing to be thinking that everybody's equal, but in the reality, um, maybe we need to put a little bit more effort into uh, some people that aren't uh, often seen as equal and give them a chance. You know, I remember during, gosh, it's it was probably during the George Floyd um, murder, uh, and that's what I'll call it. Um, and I have a friend of mine, and, you know, and by the way, all the signs and the protests and the, you know, and they were friendly protests, the Black Lives Matter. And this gentleman, friend of mine, African-American, great friend. Uh, by the way, I asked him, do you like to be called black or African-American? He says, well, I actually am African-American. My my family's from Africa. We came here. So but not me- all black Americans. Right, are. right, right, right. So, so that was, I asked that was, him that. And, it was and, right. That's a good thing to do. Most white people are afraid to ask. And that gets you in more trouble making assumptions, right? Yeah. And I think if so, what if you put yourself out there and say, I just don't want to do the right, wrong thing. Uh, But this is what he told me. And it was the greatest example. Uh, The Black Lives Matter thing is a perfect example. So I said, I am with a group of people that just are really wacky and they don't get this whole Black Lives Matter thing. Help me out. 
And he goes, let's put it this way. Let's say there's a neighborhood. So they're saying all lives matter. All lives matter. Not just black lives. He goes, yes. But if you're going into a neighborhood and a house is on fire and you call the fire department, the fire department drives by all the houses that aren't burning to put out the fire on the house that is. And right now, the black lives are like a burning house. The house next to it, which could be, you know, I don't know, uh, a white house uh, or, or a Hispanic house or, uh, you know, uh, you know, Filipino house doesn't matter. They're not burning. So you're going to get the attention where it deserves, which is why we're putting the extra effort to your yeah. point. So that's yeah. what's going on in my head as you were, as you were saying. So stay, thank you for that clarity. I really appreciate it. All right. I want to, I told at the beginning of the, uh, at the end of the segment, before I went to break, I was going to talk to you about Herb Kelleher. Mm-hmm. And I want to get back, uh, not so much because this wasn't meant to be a whole DEI thing. And I'm glad we spent yeah. a big chunk of it because frankly, it's extremely important and it's so important to the culture of an organization. But the original thing we were talking about, or what I thought we we're going to talk about is the employee experience. Right. Herb Kelleher had a uh, what he called um, a conundrum. He was asked, who's more important? Your customers who are the passengers of the airline. He was CEO of Southwest Airlines the shareholders or the employees. And he thought about it for a second. And then he said, the employees, it was that easy. And he didn't know if it was right or wrong until it was later found out he was hundred percent right because he said, make the employees happy and they'll work harder to make the customers who are the passengers happy. And when the passengers are happy, they fly again. That's going to make the shareholders and stakeholders very happy. So it turned out not to be a conundrum at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. I love that. I mean, I think that, you know, the question is slightly misleading because it's asking, you know, which is more important. And I would say, fundamentally, it depends on why you're running your business. Are you there to benefit society and earn a living while doing so? Or are you there to maximize profit? And if you help people along the way, awesome. Um, You know, the, the real question isn't what's most important, but like, How do you get to an end goal that benefits you and everyone else? And the way to do that is exactly as he realized. Happy employees equal happy customers equals happy board members. So, yeah, I I certainly agree with that. Um, You know, and and it's interesting that the studies are showing, too, that it's actually less while while more and more consumers today do want to feel like they share values with their favorite brands and they want to support companies that, you know, are are aligned that way with them. Um, Our studies have shown, actually, that while that is important, it's actually the most important thing for consumers, for potential customers to see when it comes to this type of thing, isn't that you're donating money to a nonprofit or um, running a Black Lives Matter ad. It's specifically what we're talking about. Consumers, potential customers want to see that you're treating all of your employees the right way, that your employees are satisfied, and that there is diversity, equity, and inclusion within the organization. Um, So that I thought is very interesting. It's less about making a big scene and hopping on the latest bandwagon to try to leverage a cause to for digital marketing. It's more about customers will 
customers understand that they're going to have the best experience if the employees also have the best experience. Right. And I believe that customers are drawn to companies that align with their values. Yeah. And the value could be a charitable cause. But at the same time, my daughter, for example, she will not do business with a company, won't buy products from a company that uses slave labor in foreign countries on the other side of the world. And uh, sometimes I think she's misinformed and sometimes I think she's very informed, Mm -hmm. uh, but we talk about it. And I think that's her choice to make. And and it's good. I have some stats and facts from our study uh, that says that 43% of consumers believe it's important for a company to have a social cause that is important to them, Mm -hmm. the the consumer. That's the key. Only 24% say it's not important. But here's the interesting thing. You break it down by generations. And who do you think is more interested in a company that aligns in values? Well, we know it is the generation that is taking over the workforce. Yes. And more important to this conversation, it's the generation that you should be selling to and targeting. They are the fastest growing and largest segment of our population, Gen Z uh, and millennials, sure, but even um, Gen Alpha now. Yep. Well, Gen Z and millennials each came in neck and neck at 53 and 52 percent, while baby boomers, 29 percent care about the cause. And and 41 percent are willing to pay more if the cause is important to them. So price becomes less relevant. Gen Z, 60 percent of them said that versus only 27 percent of boomers and 25 percent are willing to tolerate a poor service experience as yeah. long as that company cares about and, the same things they do. <laughs> and that's incredible, really, considering how 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 important the customer experience actually is. They're willing to give you a, a longer leash, more leeway. Yeah. And, and I mentioned Gen Alpha only because if anyone's wondering whether this is an important mindset and, and the most strategic approach now, but it but it maybe it won't be in the near future. No. Who's the parents of Gen Alpha? Millennials. They're teaching them this same stuff. So this isn't changing anytime soon. Yeah. Wow. Good point. Good point. Well, we're almost out of time. And, you know, I love to ask the final question. And that is that one last nugget of information. And you know what? You are very passionate about everything we've talked about. So I'm excited to hear what your one last comment is going to be. Man, I really should have prepared better for this specific part. Um, What I think everyone needs to understand more than anything, which we've kind has kind of been the theme for the whole conversation is that is the intersectionality of employee experience, customer experience and digital marketing. Um, your digital marketing team is the one, you know, ostensibly showing the world what your business is all about, what your brand is all about. Your customer experience team are the ones making sure that either on the way toward be- to becoming a customer or while they're customers, they're getting the service support, um, respect and 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 appreciation that that they deserve. And the employee experience, which is what we've talked about the whole time, is what's going to dictate the quality of the customer experience and digital marketing that your brand is known for. So you can't look at any of them 
in isolation. You can't put these in silos. And, and really, that's why I really embrace this new role at Customer Engagement Insider, because that's the whole point. That's what the focus of the work that I'm doing is now, trying to demonstrate to everyone why you can't just focus on one and not the other or the two other. Yep. In other words, what's happening on the inside of a company in many different areas, but especially employees, is going to be felt on the outside by a customer. Absolutely. All right. Well, Phil, thanks so much for being on the show. Love, love the conversation today. You're passionate, you're energetic, you're enthusiastic, you're motivated. Love it, love it, love it. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody, that wraps it up. Another episode, another interview, and we will be back next week. And I promise you, we'll have more fun, gain more insight, learn more. And until that time, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.